Hi there, Selena Kulkarni here with another episode of the Alternative Investing Podcast. My mission is to help business owners build high performance wealth that delivers reliable, predictable cash flow through unconventional strategies so they can fast track their path to financial freedom. Each week I share with you the strategies, expert interviews and real people's stories around the topic of wealth and financial freedom. And if you're a business owner who wants to learn more about financial freedom through alternative methods, please head over to my website, freedomwarrior.com.au, where you can access my library of articles, interviews, and programs to help you on your way to becoming more financially free. Hey guys, uh, today in this podcast, what I want to spend a little bit of time unpacking is this idea of when do you stop? When is enough enough when it comes to the word debt? Everybody understands the need to use debt, to use leverage in order to amplify their results. But quite frankly, I see too many people who are blindly applying leverage and not really doing it in the context of a greater game. And certainly without too much thought to what the exit strategy or debt extinguishment strategy is going to be. So I want to talk a bit about that today. I guess where I would love to start is really just reflecting on this concept of velocity of money. Some of you may have heard me speak about this in a past episode, but there's no question that when we're in that stage of our investing journey where we're trying to build capital or income, whichever, the velocity of money as a concept is super important. And effectively, what we're saying is that we want to take the returns that we achieve and reinvest in order to amplify the results. This means that we get a far superior result than we do even with simple compounding. And the contrast is if you had $100,000 and you applied simple compound interest to it over a period of time, say five years, you might have made $28,000. And at the other end, if you not only applied compound interest, but also applied leverage to assets, which will give you additional growth, then you can 7 to 10x that result. So most investors understand Actually, I I say that, but then I I go, no, they really don't because I still see countless people investing in the share market where very little leverage and velocity can really be applied. So unless you're trading shares, in which case it's almost a different beast again. But most people understand that one of the great benefits of being a real estate investor is that ability to access compound returns, but also leverage in a way that allows you to, within the bounds of what's possible, create maximum velocity. The other concept I'll just revisit is that one of the worst things as an investor or someone who values the growth that they want on their wealth understands this concept of of lazy capital. And I like to call it big fat lazy pandas, you know, where you've got assets that sit around that they're worth a lot of money. They don't produce much income and they basically sit there and either drain you of resources or produce very little. I think every investor can tolerate a small component of their portfolio having some big fat lazy pandas. But I would say that the vast majority of us don't have the luxury of being able to hold assets that don't perform well over time. The other extreme though is the skinny cheetah. At what point do you stop being the skinny cheetah who is pushing to the max, leveraging to the max and you know really wanting to see every dollar that you have put to work. So if they're the two ends of the spectrum, you've got the skinny cheetah and the big fat lazy pandas. When is it enough? When do you stop The starting point for this conversation is really to say, obviously, it's very personal. You know, everyone's situation is very different. 
but we use debt to leverage. Without it, it's a very slow train to financial freedom. We leverage to invest with more potency, but when is enough enough? If you're a business owner who is doing all the right things, borrowing in order to invest in assets that are going to perform over time, that's all fine. Provided you kind of go, well, look, my game plan is that come the time that I am ready to get out of my business. I have a plan for either extinguishing or managing all of my debt. Now, I've recorded podcasts in the past where I've talked about the need to be very mindful about how debt is added into your portfolio. If it's done cleverly and carefully, if there's thought gone into the what, the how, and the why, then it's a great game to be playing. But if you are someone who has leveraged to the max, squeezed every extra dollar out of every asset as soon as equity has been created, then you're going to be in a situation that even over time, instead of your overall debt to asset value declining, it maintains a very high level. And that's a pretty dangerous situation to be in. What I wanted to share with you guys today is this idea that whether you've got a high level of debt or a low level of debt, it's really important to understand that there's a spectrum that people sit on. If, if you have, say, a freedom formula game plan that you want out in, say, the next three to five years, then the debt management component needs to be addressed as well. Because I think it's all very well to say, look, I, I want to create a portfolio that generates a net income of whatever, but you still got to understand that there's risks associated with carrying debt. Rates can go up and down. Banks can call in loans. The wheels come off the economy in some way. You've got to have a plan for managing that debt. You've got to keep good cash buffers and so forth. So if, say, for example, your plan is to exit in, say, five years, then what that looks like is at one end of the spectrum, you've got a situation where you're debt-free. For example, if you are able to sell your business, if your plan is to sell down assets, if you're going to put in place an aggressive pay down, then you could very well find yourself much closer to the no debt end of the spectrum. If you're someone who's quite comfortable with holding debt, you're very clear on how all the risks around carrying debt are going to be managed, if you've got ample cash flow to service that debt, if you've got a cash flow buffer, if you've got instructions in place for recipients of your assets in terms of how they should go about managing that debt if you weren't around anymore, those sorts of things, then perhaps you can sit down the other end of the spectrum where debt is untouched come the time that you want to change or pivot or hit that financial freedom number. Whichever way you cut it, you've got to bring some mindfulness to the risks associated with debt. I think the other part of this, of the real question I had was, well, when is enough debt enough? And this is where things come back to your freedom formula. Once you have clarity about the timeline, the level of income that you're trying to produce, the types of investments and returns, it's very easy to reverse engineer what that number looks like. Therefore, how much debt is associated with that. So probably easiest if I give you a clear cut example. Joe, for intensive purposes is our case study here. Joe has been investing in property. He's got a little bit of super. He has definitely run a very successful business and he's done all the right things. He's, you know, every time he's been able to accumulate funds, he's been able to go to the bank, 
put down a 20% deposit on every property that he's bought. And over time, that portfolio has performed very, very well. He's reaching a point now where, you know, the focus of his business dividends has gone more towards lifestyle and he's finding it's harder and harder to save the 20% deposits. So now he starts to refinance some of the assets that he has in order to continue investing. And this goes on for a little while. Then suddenly he finds himself in a situation where he's really ready to step out of his business. And he looks at the portfolio he's got. Maybe the last few assets that he's accumulated haven't performed as well. And he's looking across his portfolio and recognizing that in actual fact, he's he is actually carrying a, a fair bit of debt. So his options are sell down some of his assets and just bring down his debt to value ratio? Or does he look forward and say, well, I anticipate that I'm going to be able to sell my business for, you know, at best, maybe a couple of million dollars, and then look to apply a good percentage or all of those funds towards debt reduction. Obviously, the big thing here is, does he have a good sleep at night factor? Is he in a position where he can, you know, manage the debt regardless of the level? what level of income is coming off his assets right now. It's a difficult one in some regards, but I I guess his situation is not uncommon. In fact, in general, there are people whose entire strategy around accumulating property has been to refinance at every opportunity in order to springboard into the next property, which is great in a in a really buoyant market, but in a market which is flatter or in a market where you're not going to give yourself the time to have those exponential increases in value, you know, it can end up in a situation which is potentially very risky. I guess in, in summary, you want to be conscious of the assets that you accumulate. You want to be conscious of your plan to extinguish debt and you've got to be conscious of de-risking from a cash management point of view. What I would say to you is that debt can be your best friend or it can be a noose around your neck. Without the use of leverage it's very hard to accelerate your asset base but at some point and this is the pivotal piece if you do not start demanding that your capital generate strong, predictable, consistent cash flow for you, you are going to be in the situation where you've really only got one or two options available to you in order to get to your ultimate goal. Guys, if you're looking to exit your business in the next three to five years, it's really important that you be looking at your debt situation, how to manage it, and whether your investments are in fact producing at the level that you need them to in order to safely and with a high sleep at night factor retire and go onto your next project or your next pursuit comfortably and confidently. Anyway, guys, till next time, take care. Thanks so much for listening to the Alternative Investing Podcast. If you're a business owner feeling frustrated that despite doing everything right in the property investing playbook and you're no closer to financial freedom, then head over to freedomwarrior.com.au to learn more about how you can use alternative investments to catapult your investing income and blend strategies to shave decades off your timeline to financial freedom. Till next time, take care. See you on the next episode and bye for now.